Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Not recording, were we? Yeah, we are now. Okay. You ready? Just wrecking. Wrecking away. Three, two, one. Woo! We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Everybody and welcome to yet another spectacular edition of the World Cricket Show, the world's favourite cricket show. My name is Adam Bayfield and I'll be your host tonight. And with me in the studio, champing at the bit to get started, it's time to let him off the leash. Tony Kerr is in the house. Just ready to go. How's it going this week, Tony? Not too bad. You had a good week? Pretty tidy. Did you watch the Red Arrows today? It was uh, an air show every year in Guernsey to sort of uh, commemorate the, the Battle of Britain. They certainly know how to put a show on, don't they? They do, yeah. So yeah, they're just uh, like a, a, an air sort of stunt squadron, aren't they? The US equivalent, I think, uh, called the Blue Angels. The Finns have got the, the Midnight Hawks. Red Arrows sounds good. They're red presumably the originals, I don't know. I assume so. I assume so, because they're the British <laughs> yeah, ones. Obviously. British and therefore best. Um, it's a weird okay. thing, that, though, isn't it? Because presumably the, the pilots in those squadrons are, like, some of the best pilots in, you know, in their air force. So why, why are they not fighting? Like, when they, you know, when they go off to war, when the RAF are, are sending people out to battle, are they just on their way and they're like, not you, Johnson, we need you in Bournemouth to do some loop, <laughs> yeah, loop the loops. Sunday, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Same I don't know, do you think maybe they're just the old, the old I, uh, I think you need, you need retired, semi-retired maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think you need a certain number. I mean, this is this very is boring. Idle speculation <laughs> as well, I know nothing I about you it. Need, uh, yeah, obviously you need like a certain number of hours under your belt, so... I could probably research this on Google rather than idly speculating about it on the podcast. There's loads of them there. I'm going to look at them. I want to see them all. <laughs> Is that your That's not my new goal aim. to see uh, all the stunt squadrons? Uh, I proved you wrong. I've walked to the studio for a second week, a second consecutive week. It, it's causing havoc, though, because I have to try and time my, well, it's not that difficult. my approach <laughs> to the studio. By car, 10 minutes away. So... <laughs> maybe you maybe at your pace, though. Maybe maybe but when you're behind the wheel, I love that for me you it's say, more like fifteen twenty because I actually obey the speed limit. Yeah, you've attempted to time it. You timed it very badly tonight. <laughs> yeah. You were half an hour out. Yeah, well, I thought you know I'll just give you an extra half an hour sat outside the studio in the stood dark. Stood outside in the dark, getting attacked by spiders. Uh, it's pretty harrowing. I just thought I'd give you some time to think about the red arrows. Just pull um, them over. Just replay it all in your mind. I did just look out to the sea because you know this is we're on the coast down here. Looked out to see where the red arrows were going around today, and I just remembered. But I can't really see anything. Memories. <laughs> However, that song. It was goes. quite funny because uh, on the ra- on the radio, uh, they have a feed of the cockpit radios. You know, say. So. You can hear the, the Red Arrows pilots bellowing instructions to each other, but it just made me laugh because one they didn't really didn't wasn't really uh, easy that easy to understand what they were saying. They just sounded they were just going like bah! and stuff like that and like right. smack and stuff. Was there a sheep in the cockpit? <laughs> yeah. was... But it, all it reminded me of is those shots of those kind of cutaways in things like Star Wars and war movies as well. But where it cuts the cockpit and it's just like the, the pilots just going like bah! It's like <laughs> wires and stuff flailing everywhere. The funniest That's thing all I could think of in. Star Wars and you yeah. hope I watched that the other day is when they do that it'll cut between you know mostly it's a shot of Luke in the cockpit but then it'll cut round between the other pilots sometimes <laughs> it's just one bit with this one guy who's not in it at all apart from this one scene Luke goes right I'm going in cover me Porkins <laughs> <laughs> Cuss, there's this absolutely massive guy in the cockpit he barely like, fits in the cockpit <laughs> he's like squashed in the cockpit he's like okay <laughs> like, uh, that is a highlight isn't watch it? out Porkins <laughs> yeah. they were having a laugh there what about that Andy Murray team? did you enjoy <laughs> that did, did you stay up till 2.30 in the morning to watch the end of the tennis and then go to work starting at 6 yeah blimey Hardy fellow me. No, I, I think, why do you say that? I bet you were dead on your feet for the next no, like, three no, days. No, that's actually right. No, I, I can't handle myself. 
Uh, I went to bed, listened to a bit of it on the radio, and then I just had to get up again. Didn't get to bed till about half three, and then the alarm went off at half five. Well, it finished at half two, but we, we just Well, so... I had to watch the presentation and All stuff, right. and then I couldn't get to sleep because I was thinking, so about excited. Other, thinking about other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, you're thinking about all the records that had fallen, the yeah. 72 years of hurt, but now you're just thinking about... <laughs> I wonder if that's when I'd gone back to bed. What were you thinking about? I don't know, just things. Thinking uh, about Bent and the Dog. <laughs> I like Andy Murray, I do really like him, but there we go. Can, it is a shame that he's not more... I think he, he probably is actually a really nice guy, he comes across like he's a nice guy. But he's never excited about anything. And like the contrast between how excited all the pundits were yeah. and how it like he was just like, Yeah, it's all right, you know, sort of uh, the conditions were. I wonder hard, though, I think maybe he would have been more just well, sort of scratching my scratching my head. Yeah, his reaction when he when you know when the the, the uh, when it, when he won it, uh, his reaction was fairly muted, wasn't it? But I wonder maybe he might have been slightly more excited. Uh, any one of the previous Grand Slam finals that he's lost. Because when he's lost them, there's, there's been a fairly marked outpouring of emotion from him, particularly yeah. at Wimbledon. You know, it was in, that was quite touching. Wasn't it? I cried. I cried with him. I uh, know you did. It was a bit awkward. <laughs> I was there. But this time, yeah, he was quite, you know, he didn't do the usual thing what tennis players do, tennis players do of just hitting the ground. Like Nadal does it, Federer does it. When the, oh, they just hit it. the ground, they just roll. And that's <laughs> it. I don't know why they do it. And I, I, Andy's proved that you don't have to do that when you win a Grand no, Slam. No, he just... He just didn't seem that fucked. Like he was just like asking his box where you know his sponsor's watch was, and that was that was his main yeah. concern. And then yeah, the interviews was just like, oh, just sort of you know, <laughs> just won a grand slam as well. I mean, it is it's brilliant. Just... Had you told me three or four years ago that we'd have a uh, you know we'd blow the Olympics apart uh, and have a grand slam winner and a Tour de France winner, uh, you know, in 2012, I probably wouldn't believe you. I probably wouldn't have cared about the Tour de France. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I'd be like, well, I'm not really bothered. But hey, what a year! What number? If you we told were... me that I'd care about <laughs> yeah. who won the Tour de France, I'd have been surprised. Um, but yeah, well done, Andy Murray. No, I... All this and more on the World Tennis Show. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, talking about cricket, which is what we're here to. Talk <laughs> talk about uh the world 2020 is fast approaching the internet is going quite literally bonkers over the world cricket show world 2020 fantasy mini league people are going i keep, I keep checking my team every day just but then, <laughs> you're aware I, the tournament hasn't started yeah, yet. not only that as well but yeah, i just don't know if i need to make changes but i don't think i do i think i'm gonna win wow well, people are going gar- <laughs> people are going gaga over it, and, yeah. and Tony is one of those. Uh, basically, yeah, on, on the Crick Info uh, Fantasy World 2020, we've set up a mini league. It's called World Cricket Show. The pin is one three nine zero, and people have been entering left, right, and centre, and it's all it's all getting very exciting. Tony entered his team a couple of days ago. He made his big entrance, and I noticed that he'd given his team quite an inflammatory <laughs> name. Also, yeah, Bayfield Slayers. <laughs> I feel quite bad now because I've seen, I've looked down the list and it seems like your brother has joined. Yeah, <laughs> his, his yeah my brother's Obviously his surname is Bayford. Uh, so he must have looked up at that and just thought, <laughs> hey, what's this guy doing? But, you know, if your brother also has to fall to my uh, 2020 sword, then so be it, you know. Another Bayford puts himself forward to, to, to get beaten. For the slaughter. <laughs> exactly. The thing is, saying you're playing a dangerous game because you've riled me up now. I, you know, I I, want to, you're Ben Ainsley, are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've made me angry. You don't want to do that. Uh, I do want to know how you can channel your anger though into kind of better results in a 2020 fantasy game. Well, it's just I'm going to be concentrating on it even more intensely. You made some rookie errors, refreshing it though. even more incessantly. And well, essentially, you're playing with fire. So you know the old expression: if you want to play with fire. Go f*** yourself, I think it's the expression, isn't it? Can't wait for it to get started, just want to get over the line. I'm yeah. confident, I'm really, really confident. I'm unbelievably confident. <laughs> <laughs> what will probably happen is we'll both be languishing <laughs> down the bottom. Someone yeah. else will, uh, will take the title. Listeners, if you, if you haven't entered a team yet, but you would like to, uh, you better get a move on, because you've only got a few days left to get your team Two in. Two of those days are weekend days as well. Although you might not be listening to this until after the weekend. You might not be listening to this until years in the future, <laughs> exactly. who knows? In which case it's definitely too late. But this isn't like uh, the 50 over World Cup where it goes on for months and months and you think, you know, if you miss the first few days, don't matter. With this tournament, it's all over very quickly. You really need to have your team in early doors, don't you? So if you want to enter a team, get on with it or you're going to get left behind. As I say, the pin is 1390. 
Um, it's free to play uh, and it's going to be a whole heap of fun. And there is a prize on offer for the winner as well. We haven't settled on the main prize yet, but whatever the prize ends up being, the main prize, uh, you will also win a World Cricket Show mug. Wow. I know. Tell me about it. That is awesome. Yeah, where well, you can drink out of it. You can drink tea. You can keep pens in it. Coffee. Uh, Rubber bands. Your toothbrush and toothpaste if you want. That too. You can take it to work, have it in your, your staff room at work, you know. Make a mosaic out of the the bits. Put a plant <laughs> in it. So, I mean, it's endless. <laughs> you can rest a cricket ball in it to stop it rolling away. I can't, uh, can't believe it starts on Tuesday, Adam. I cannot believe it. It's right not, up. Not least because I thought it started on Wednesday up until about <laughs> to, until yesterday. I don't know why. It is all up in our grill uh, right now. And this, of course, is our very special World 2020 preview special uh, on which we'll be previewing the World 2020 in a special way. About two years ago, Tim, we decided that we were going to go out to Sri Lanka for this tournament. We came up with the idea. We were like, yeah, that, that'd be a great tournament to go yeah. to. Go out to Sri Lanka, yeah, you know, see a bit of cricket. Be very exciting. We were like, we're definitely going to do this. Didn't happen. You did bailed. Did I? You cannot deny that you bailed. I specifically... You bailed. Re- and then, no, then about four months later, with about, you were like, actually, maybe, maybe we could go. And then but the idea was dead then. What do you mean the idea was you dead? You took a great idea and you buried it. I specifically remember the phrase, this is not a pipe dream. That was my phrase. At one point. Yeah, yeah, that's what you said. But then you turned it into a pipe dream. But the trouble is then, you are developing, well, you have developed over many years, uh, the reputation as the pipe dream guy. <laughs> uh, so I think to the extent that if I suggest something even moderately ambitious to people, their first question is, is Kerr involved? And I'll get, if, if I say, yeah, so like, all oh, right, well, it's not going to happen. So there's no point even talking. I hate, about this it. is unbelievable because there are a number of things that I need to point out here. Okay, One fine. is that I, I, I'm responsible for organising a lot of great stuff. Right. It's blood, sweat, and tears going to stuff that I organise, and it comes off like, like a dream. What? All kinds of stuff. People are just miserable. People just haven't got the they haven't got the vision that I've got. <laughs> yeah, but... they, haven't got the, they haven't got the ambition. Okay, but okay, I'm, I'm going to give you I'm going to give listeners some examples of, <laughs> of what you have in the past suggested we should do, and had the phrase "This is not a pipe dream." You suggested that we go to Euro 2004, which was held in Portugal. Your idea to save money was to, <laughs> to work your way down there as a deckhand <laughs> on like a cargo ship and just go down there that way. Well, that was quite a good idea. I didn't, <laughs> no, I didn't... Never, ever going to happen. Though, <laughs> I just point out like that? Any sex... I can't think of anyone less suited to being a deckhand than you. Literally did not attach the uh, suffix, this is not a pipe dream, to that, because that hadn't been invented yet. Right, carry on next. You, I got a text message from you once that just said, we should sell bees as pets. <laughs> I think I might have been joking. You came up with the idea of the biosk, <laughs> like, like a kiosk for bees. You killed the Shrank holiday, Adam. Anyway, I'll, I'm going to announce it now. We're going to the ashes down under next time. What, next next winter? Yeah, you bet. And the, you're not bathing on it. Is this, I'm not going on my own. Is this a pipe dream? This is not a pipe dream. I bought the rough guide and everything. The, Shri- the rough guide to Sri Lanka. Bought it? Yeah. That could be the prize in the competition. <laughs> kind of, you're a bit useless now. But you know, maybe next time there's a World 2020 in Sri Lanka, you guys can, uh, or whoever wins it, me. Uh, I'll, it'll come in useful. I've got a brand new item for you now, Tane. Oh dear. World 2020. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that name? Uh, highly original. Yeah? Does Creative it, flair. Does it give you some kind of idea as to what the item's going to be about? Because <laughs> that's really the main job of an item. But the, what it does so beautifully, I think, as well, it just, it, you know, it offers something that you just don't know what, you know, you don't know what's going to be there. Could be anything. Could be anything. Gives you a hint, but it doesn't spell it out for you. Well, it is time now for our tediously comprehensive team-by-team preview of the World <coughs> 2020, which starts, as we've talked about already, in Sri Lanka on Tuesday. That was quite a convoluted sentence, but I hope people understood me. Sri Lanka v Zimbabwe is the first game. I'm incredibly excited about this tournament, so not least because I think that all of the big eight nations have got a chance of winning. I think it's wide open. Uh, but let's go through the teams, first of all. I'm buzzing. Where else to start but with England? <laughs> let's just do about 40 minutes on England, and then we'll run through the other you know, the other teams in five or six minutes. Half a sentence on each, <laughs> yeah. fine. That won't annoy people around the world. <laughs> well, I guess there are as many as 11 other places where we could start, but we're going to start with England because they coincidence. are uh, the defending champions. They're also, they also happen to be, uh, you know... The team that we support, but there you go. So yeah, they are the the defending champions from 2010. 
Uh, now, before that tournament in the Caribbean, there was a, a bit of a quiet feeling of momentum about that squad. You know, it seemed like the jigsaw pieces were sort of slotting into place and you got the sense that England could really go to that tournament and do something. Do you get that same feeling this time, Tone, about this squad? Yes and no. Yes, in the, and you said it before, you know, it's a very open tournament. I don't think there isn't a clear favourite. And, uh, and England didn't go into the previous tournament as heavy favourites did they oh absolutely not no. so in that sense yeah they've got as much chance as anyone and uh, yeah there's been flashes of brilliance uh, you know in, the, in kind of the last half dozen 2020s you know there is a good side there and there's some great players the obvious issue is the lack of Peterson is he not going which meant he, yeah he's not going uh, I've, I've not heard anything about that do you not hear that no. yeah. and obviously that, that's a huge blow in terms of runs and gravitas yeah they've got as good a chance as anyone I think but without Peterson, you'd say less of a chance than they had maybe, that it looked like they had maybe, you know, three months ago, four months ago. Three to three to 11 months yeah. ago. Well, that win over South Africa the other night, I think will have given quite a significant boost to England's confidence. Had they lost that game and come into this tournament off the back of a 2-0 defeat and a dispiriting second half of the summer in all formats, they would have been in quite a bad place, I think. Uh, but they did win that game and they won very impressively. It was only an E11 game uh, because of the weather. It was a bit like Guernsey Evening League Division 4 out there, wasn't it? (laughs) But they did give South Africa a bit of a hiding and no matter how long the game, that's got to boost your confidence. Well, I thought South Africa would edge the series, uh, the T20 series, and to some extent they kind of did, although that wasn't borne out in the the actual (laughs) scoreline. But uh, yeah, I mean, South Africa very comfortably won the match they did. And the the uh, 11-over kind of bash, yeah, the, the fact that England won it and won it nicely. Yeah, it gives them a nice little, uh, a nice little send off. That game will be particularly pleasing, I think, to the, the the coaching setup because the big concerns around this 2020 team have been over the batting, and it was the batting that fired in that game. How about that, Joss Butler? Tone he scored 32 off 10 balls, 30 of which came from one Wayne Parnell over. It was Kerr-esque. It was Kerr-esque. <laughs> His first six off Parnell was one of the cleanest strikes I've ever seen in my life. It was unbelievable how well he hit that ball. And the scoops were incredible as well. More it scoops was... than a Ben and Jerry's ice cream parlour. Hey, am I right? Do you like that one? How long did it take you to come up with that? Three or four hours. I <laughs> uh, just put it out to my, my family, just workshopping it. You know, I think other teams are going to be scared of him now. Just off the back of that one innings, people are immediately going to be like, well, we've got, we've got to have plans for this guy, which... It's a big transformation from where he was before that match. But, it, you know, he, he kind of announced himself there. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's important because there are a lot of other players playing for other teams who England are going to be scared of. And, you know, England need one of those guys. Well, I think they've got several. I think no, they have. Teams are going to be scared of Owen Morgan. Teams are probably going to be scared of Craig Kiesvetter as well. He made runs in that game, 50 of them. Uh, and he's going to be a tremendously important player at the top of the order. So it's good to see that he's in form. Um, but despite that performance, I am still a little bit worried about the batting because there is quite a lot of inexperience in that top six you know with Hales, Bairstow, Butler they're all talented players but they've all still got quite a bit to prove and Butler was fantastic the other night but that's the first time he's done that in an England shirt so there's no guarantee that he'll be able to do it again I think before that game he averaged seven in ten matches you can't after that one performance just say well instantly he's um, he's a match winner thankfully Ravi Bapara has been dropped but there are question marks over his replacement you know it's Luke Wright who's come in and it's a classic case of someone getting much better when they're not in the team. Everyone was like, oh, here we go, Luke Wright's back in the team. Thank God for that. You know, he has had a, an excellent season in 2020, but he is still Luke Wright. He, he's the type of player, he can come off and hit a quick fire 30, 40, can be a very useful player. But he's also going to get out quite cheaply quite a lot. So whether or not he should be England's number three, whether they should be depending on him in that way, I don't know. I'd put Owen Morgan up to three. You know, I think he's the main man. He should be batting as many overs as possible. It, yeah, it, that's the key. You want him at the crease for the, the maximum amount of time. Give him as much opportunity to, to pile the runs on. Particularly, I think, because Morgan is the type of batsman here. It takes him 10 or 12 balls to get himself in, to get going. He always takes a couple of overs before he starts playing his shots. You know, if he's coming in with five overs to go, that's not really enough time for him to make an impact. Um, you want him coming in, you know, maybe after five or six overs, ideally. The other area of concern for me in this team is the captaincy. Do you think Stuart Broad can be the kind of galvanising influence that Paul Collingwood was in in 2010? I think he can. You think he's a good captain? Yeah, I think he can be very good. You think Collingwood should be back out there, don't you? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, I mean, I love Paul Collingwood, but he's 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 a spent force at international level. But I just 
you know, I just mean in 2010, you know, he's a real uh, calming presence in that side. And you compare that to Stuart Broad, who can be quite frantic at times. And, quite you know, agitated. The, yeah, the way he talks back to umpires and stuff. And that's fine if he's just a player, but as a captain, I don't know. And the other thing Collingwood did in 2010 was he made sure that everyone in the team knew exactly what their role is. And I don't know if that's true of this team. We'll find out. It might be that when they get to the tournament, that turns out to be the case. But I don't know. I, I just, I'm not sure that Broad is the kind of unifying leader that, that Collingwood was. But having said all of that about the captaincy and about the batting, I do think England have a chance here. We're going to say that about every team, if for no other reason than this is a short tournament. If you can navigate your way into the semi-finals, you only need to win two games. Uh, and given that in 2020, anyone can beat anyone on their day, there's no reason why England can't win this. They are top of the world rankings in 2020, so you'd think they always have at least a slim chance. And the bowling is good. Finn and Swan are going to take wickets, you'd imagine. And, and Dernback could be one of the stars of the tournament. I think variations is the word that you have to say um, in Do relation to Jade Dernback. And as we know, it is, it is bowlers that win games of 2020. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's, there's any reason why England can't win this. They shouldn't have anything to fear. And yet you get the feeling that they're either going to be awful, you know, maybe struggle to beat Afghanistan, or they're going to get to the final. I mean, or they might, you know, they might get through to the Super 8s and get knocked out there. Yeah, or semi-finals is, <laughs> is a possibility as well, isn't it? Can I get a prediction from you, Tane, as to where England are going to finish in this tournament? How far are they going to get? I'm going to go uh, Super 8. Super 8. Phase. Okay. Do you want to know mine? Yeah. I don't have to tell you if, you don't, if you're not interested. <laughs> I'd really love to know. I'm going for Super 8. Oh, copied me again. <laughs> <laughs> the other big team in England's group is India, uh, who, of course, won the inaugural World 2020 in 2007. But in the two tournaments since then, they've struggled in spite of all the, the IPL experience that they've accrued over the years. Um, but you've got to feel that they're going to be a threat this time, um, if only because of the firepower that exists in their batting lineup. You just look at Dhoni, Savak, Gambir, Yuvraj, Rohit Sharma, and Virat Kohli, who seems to score runs every time he bats. I think we've both gone for him in our fancy teams. I think you're an idiot if you don't, to be honest. I mean, I think it's probably time that we stop talking about Kohli's sensational form and just start talking about him as a sensational player because it's been a good couple of years now where he's just a run machine and I, I expect him to be that in this tournament as well. India have got some question marks over their bowling attack but Zahir Khan and, and Ravi Ashwin are, are not bad bowlers and as a team I think India are, are going to enjoy the conditions in Sri Lanka so you've got to think that they're going to be a real danger. There's not many teams who are going to look forward to facing India. What do you make of their chances? They've got a chance. Yeah. Yeah, I think they might. <laughs> Are they one of perhaps eight teams that have a chance of winning of, the tournament? Yeah, one of eight or so teams, I'd say. It's never done England really any favours in recent years to have the Premier League, uh, you know, in their in their country, uh, you know, in terms of the English football team success. But you know, you'd think that the IPL can only be beneficial for them going for, for the next few tournaments. And obviously, India are already a strong team, but this is a broader debate that we probably shouldn't have on this World 2020 preview show. But I don't know if it is because, as we've talked about a lot, when the IPL is on, it's not a very high quality tournament compared to international cricket. The quality is much lower, so I don't know whether it is that helpful. Whether it's detrimental to them, that's not necessarily the case because. The star players play other forms of the game, play other international cricket, and so so it shouldn't sort of make them worse players. And it can't be a bad thing to have a lot of experience of playing twenty twenty matches. Essentially, I, well, I, I think that's the key. I think it's the experience factor. Just playing so much twenty twenty, regardless of the quality. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think if Gambier and Sayward came down and played some evenly evenly Division Four twenty twenty stuff over here, probably wouldn't help them. I've asked them to. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're but I don't know whether they're going to. They've got back to you, have they? No. Uh, but I think it is. I think it is important, and I think the the difficulty is is separating. You know, India aren't exactly it weren't exactly a bad side, kind of in one day cricket before the IPL came along. Yeah, so it's hard to kind of uh, it's hard to kind of separate gauge. It's hard to kind of define where that hard to gauge gives them. what what the what impact the IPL actually has. I'm not convinced that it has much bearing either way, to be honest. But yeah, they're they're going to be a real threat because. They're India and they're always going to be a real threat. And they're 50 over world champions. And it's in you know relatively familiar conditions in Sri Lanka. With the bookies, they are the favourites. Can I get a prediction from you, Tone, as to how far India are going to get? Semi-final. I'm going to go for semi-final. <laughs> no, that's correct. Uh, it is correct, yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Right. Right um, answer. What about Sri Lanka? 
the home team. And as such, you'd have to think they've got a very decent chance of winning. Although saying that, you know, if you look at uh, World 2020 history, you know, the long history of the World 2020, uh, no home side has even made it to the final as yet in the three tournaments that we've had so far. So they've got to overturn the weight of history. No doubt we'll be hearing a lot about that in the uh, uh, yeah from the commentary box. Well, what they've got to do, Tony, is they've got to rewrite the history books. That's what people say all it's the not time. It's an easy task. People, Mark Petchy was saying that about, <laughs> about Andy Murray the other night when he, when he won. Uh, Petchy was like, he's rewritten the history books. That's not what he means. He's not rewritten the history books. <laughs> yeah. The history books are there. He's written a new chapter. Maybe. Yeah, maybe just yeah, kind of a, yeah, a revised edition. It's not like those 72 years of her disappear. Is it more than 72? 73. Saying. 73. It's not like there's 71 years of hurt. I'm no longer there. It's just they've ended. Oh, Petchy. Just sort of scratch, oh, sort of scratch in my head. I'll do some more Andy Murray impressions. If yeah. You like. uh, that's, it's kind of Sean Connery as well, isn't it? It's basically Scottish. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome out, Dini. Um, but yes, back to Sri Lanka. Uh, how do you rate them? Like India, you've got to think they're going to have, they're going to be one of the favourites because they're going to be very suited to the conditions and they've just got power in their team or wherever you look in their team. Well, they've got a fabulous side and some fabulous players. I mean, big game up, you know, up first against Zimbabwe. You'd think a, a reasonable amount of pressure on them. Yeah, Zimbabwe, I don't know how good Zimbabwe are going to be, but anything can happen in 2020 so terrible punditry in, in many ways but 2020 you might say that 2020 is 50-50 some people have said that some well, really it, I clever think people have said that it's an interesting point about Zimbabwe because everyone's talking about it including me and you uh, talking about the, these eight teams are the eight teams and just, just almost looking ahead to the, the Super 8s but Zimbabwe are going to have something to say about it they are not a bad side at all they turned over South Africa last winter they only have to win one game and 2020 is a little bit of a lottery at times. Zimbabwe beat Australia in the, the 2007 World 2020. Holland beat England in 2000. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's not a, uh, yeah, it's not a done deal. And so, well, we've got, you know, they've got some decent players. Very decent. I think they're a really good team. They're an improving team. The only thing I would say is that Sri Lanka and South Africa are both exceptional teams. I think out of everyone they could have got, they've picked two of the sort of five, six, seven, eight worst that they could have had in terms of yeah I mean there there aren't many easy groups but I mean maybe Australia West Indies would have been a yeah that's probably the most open group isn't it in the yeah in the competition um of of the four groups (laughs) (laughs) I would say that this this Sri Lanka South Africa Zimbabwe that is the group of death you'd imagine that Sri Lanka and South Africa are going to come out of it I think Sri Sri Lanka have have got a fantastic chance they'd be one of my you know really top six (laughs) They've got powerful batting. You know, if I could just list some players for you for a moment. They've got <laughs> Jaya Wardner, Dilshan, Sangakara. That is a formidable trio in any form of the game. And particularly in, in 2020, I think Jaya Wardner is one of the best 2020 batsmen in the world. I've, got, I've gone for Mudawira in my uh, fancy team. He's going to open up, I think. He, played, he opened up in their warm-up match and got a few runs. Got about seven, didn't he? No, I think he got like 25 or oh, 20, I think. Okay. Uh, Jaya Wardner got a very rapid half-century. Yeah. So they, they, I think he's he, he's going to look good. He, he's, he starred in the glamorous Sri Lankan Premier League. Uh, Which I wouldn't know is the captain of my fantasy team currently. Brave. Big cool. Yeah. Big uh, cool. Everywhere you look, big <laughs> cools. I think it's their bowling attack, though, that gives Sri Lanka a bit of an edge. It is one of the very best in the competition and certainly got probably the most variety 
with spin from Herath, Ajantha Mendes, a sort of medium pace from Angelo Matthews, Kulasekera, and their race in the hole, of course, is is Malinga. What about Sri Lanka then, saying How far are they going to get in this tournament? I'm torn. I, I've got one finalist, Dan. I think Sri Lanka might be uh, either finalists or, or narrowly beaten in the semis. Wait, I need you, I need an okay. answer here, Tane. I'm gonna st- you I'm can't gonna hedge get, your bets. I, I, I'm semi-final. Okay. Oh, there was. You, 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 I'm just trying to. I'm gonna try and mix it up here. First point of difference between us because I'm going for Sri Lanka final. The other big team in their group, discounting Zimbabwe for a moment, are South Africa, who have obviously enjoyed a very successful summer in England, so ought to be full of confidence. Uh, although the scale of that defeat they suffered in Edgbaston might just have taken a little bit of the gloss off that summer. You know, you don't want to overreact um, to one defeat in a in an eleven over side game. Uh, but I think it did flag up a few issues because, well, firstly, the, the wheels kind of came off a little bit in the field. But also, looking at the batting, you know, Hashim Amla is in absolutely sensational it's form. It's ludicrous at this More point. than 900 runs in the summer. But in this 2020 series, he scored almost all of South Africa's runs. Duplessis is out of form. De Villiers is out of form, I think. Albie Morkel's out of form. Richard Levy has played one good innings in international cricket, and that's it. He's got a lot to prove still, uh, much like Josh Butler, you might say. You know, if South Africa lose Amla early... You do wonder whether they're going to be able to post competitive totals. Yeah, I mean, you're still looking at Callis, aren't you, as well? Dumanee's got a decent record. They've got real depth to the Very batting as well. I, I don't think... You, you can't see them being outclassed at any point. And, you know, that's assuming that Amla gets out early, which he's shown no interest <laughs> in doing in this English summer. And their bowling, for the most part, looks very good. I mean, in that Edgbaston game, they were without Dale Stain, and you can't imagine that he would have gone for, you know, 30 two off and over like his replacement Wayne Parnell did assuming Morkel doesn't chuck them down to wide fine leg <laughs> yeah that's true that was a ridiculous <laughs> absurd delivery but oddly I think it, it's not actually the pacemen but the spinners I think could be the, the big weapons for South Africa you know Johan Berta Robin Peterson they're both going to enjoy the conditions out there uh, and they're going to look to sort of strangle the run rate and I think that could be a very effective partnership what are your thoughts on South Africa then saying how far are they going to get in this competition so far you've got England in the Super 8s India in the semi-finals, Sri Lanka in the semi-finals, South Africa. Super 8. Okay. Likewise, I am going for Super 8 for South Africa as well. Uh, We should probably have pointed out, in case people aren't aware, that the way that the Super 8 works is it is predetermined which um, of the two groups you end up in. Uh, So assuming it all plays to form, uh, one Super 8 group would be England, New Zealand, West Indies and Sri Lanka. And the other Super 8 group would be Australia, South Africa, India and Pakistan. Um, so I'm going for South Africa to get knocked out in the Super 8s because I think they've got the tougher group there. Let's turn our attention now to, to Pakistan, who are in Group D. Uh, they're the most successful team in the long history of the World 2020. They were finalists in 2007, winners in 2009, semi-finalists in 2010. And, you know, I wouldn't bet against them making another serious run at the trophy this year. What's the collective noun for spinners, Tone? What do you reckon? A tweak of spinners? A twirl of spinners? A deucer of spinners? A deucerer of spinners? A Benno of spinners? <laughs> a patch of rough outside off stump of spinners? <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it is, and it's probably not that, um, Pakistan have got one. Uh, <laughs> because got- Mohammed Hafiz is the captain, and, and he's a very effective 2020 bowler. Uh, they've got this new kid, Raza Hassan, uh, who bowled very well against Australia. And then there's Saeed Ajmal, of course, um, who is arguably, Tone, arguably the best 2020 bowler in the world. And that is not an accolade that I dish out lightly, as you know. I think we're going to hear it maybe two more times in this preview. (laughs) At least, at least. You know, Pakistan maybe look a little bit short of batting. Generally, they're quite dependent on uh, the brothers Akmal, who tend to blow hot and cold, don't they? Uh, You know, if they do fire, they're going to be fine. But teams will feel that they can knock over Pakistan in the way that England did in the UAE earlier this year. But Pakistan have such a good bowling attack that they will be confident of defending any score they post or restricting a side to a score they can overhaul. So they've got to be in there with a shout. Agreed. Uh, no, I think they're going to go all the way to the final. I'm going to copy you again because I'm going for Pakistan <laughs> to reach the final. Yeah, uh, I'm very fond of Pakistan. Can't wait to see Afridi doing his stuff again. I didn't even mention Afridi no, in, in my... Don't know how. In my twirl of spinners. Uh, uh, but he's, he's arguably the best 2020 bowler in the world, isn't yeah, he? So, he's yeah. unbelievable. And I'd love to see him yeah, come off with the bat again. It doesn't happen very often anymore <laughs> no. at all. But it would be great. because when it does, with his eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it does, uh, or if it does, 
does again, it'll be something special. You are quite a I'm lot sure. like a 3D, actually, as a cricketer. Yeah, without the that's bowling. what people say about you. <laughs> when it it used do- to come off. doesn't come off anymore. But if, if and when it ever does, it'll be, it'll be <laughs> if special. If it did again, it would be, yeah. And as you say, yeah, just fantastic depth in the bowling. They're a side. They're a side that are going to go a long way. The other big team in Pakistan's group are New Zealand, who are probably not one of the sort of heavy favourites for the competition, but they have got some form behind them, some, some good cricket in their legs. Uh, they won a thriller against India the other day. And they always seem to be there or thereabouts at ICC competitions, don't they? Particularly recently, they were semi-finalists in the World Cup last year, of course. Champions Trophy finalists in 2009. Yet to make much of an impact at the World 2020, but there's no reason to think that they can't change that this time. Daniel Vittori and, and Jacob Oram are both back in the ranks and, and they offer valuable experience as well as, you know, valuable talent. Um, <laughs> A wealth of valuable abilities uh ross taylor is one of the most sort of brutal hitters in the world and so too is brendan mccullum who scored 91 off 55 balls against india uh i don't think their bowling is devastating but it should be pretty tidy and you know that their fielding is going to be dynamic as well so you know they've got an all-round team i think so assuming that they negotiate their way past bangladesh and get into the super eights their Super 8 group will include England and the West Indies. Against either of those teams, they will feel they've got a very decent chance of winning. They might not, but they've got a very decent chance. And if they did win both of those, they'd be in the semi-finals. If they make it to the semi-finals, they've got as much a chance as anyone. So I really wouldn't rule New Zealand out of this tournament, but maybe you would. I don't know. What do you think, Tone? No, they're, they're a semi-final pick of mine. Wow. Yeah. Every side has got some wonderful batsmen, but you know, New Zealand can match them, I think, in Taylor McCullum, you know, Gup Uh And Aurum, uh, yeah, Aurum's in some decent nick as well. He had a good, good Sri Lankan Premier League. You can tell I've been researching the Sri Lankan Premier League. <laughs> uh, he did very well in that. Did he? So, uh, you know, I think I've always been a fan of the Aurum. The Aurum. I don't know what his nickname, his, his nickname is. is. Yeah. The, the Aurum. <laughs> the Jacob Aurum, <laughs> as he's known. Jacob the Aurum Aurum. Uh, and in Vittori, you know, one of the best bowlers in 2020 cricket. Arguably the best Arguably in the, the best, you know. Certainly used to be. I don't know if he is so much anymore. He's one of my favourite cricketers. Today. I think he's, he's still got it. He's such a genius, Daniel Vittori. He just he looks like he should be working in a library rather than uh, playing international cricket. <laughs> or, well, it looks a bit like that, slash a fledgling bird. <laughs> uh, but, but he's actually a very good international bowler despite that. Um, so yeah, I'm going. I'm going New Zealand. The uh, New Zealand to get to the semi-finals. So what have you Adam. got? Pakistan in the final. I've got Pakistan. Well, I've, I've got. Hang on. Did you predict India semi-finals? Yeah. So you've got Can three semi-finalists and a finalist. No, I've got my semi-finalists. I don't know if this is this is a permutation that can come off. Yeah. Uh, but my semi-finalists are India, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, New Zealand. Yeah, that can come off. Yeah. But you also said. That no, what I said was Pakistan. I gave Pakistan as my finalist, and I said I thought New Zealand. I was gonna. I was coming on to say I think New Zealand might edge, might edge it and get into the final. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So you're going for a Pakistan New Zealand final? Potentially. That's interesting. But there are two teams that we haven't talked about yet. We're looking now at Group B, uh, which is Australia, West Indies, and Ireland. What do you make of Australia's chances, Tone? This is the only trophy that's that's missing from their cabinet. Uh, they reached the final two years ago, but they lost to England. I don't know if you remember that. But they're coming into this tournament in ninth place in the ICC 2020 rankings, below Bangladesh and only just above Ireland. And that's not an anomaly. You know, they've, they've really struggled in this format over the last few years. They lost the series to Pakistan the other day. How do you assess them? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, there's still going to be a space in three weeks' time in that cabinet. By a smaller cabinet at this point, maybe. <laughs> That's my recommendation to the Australian Cricket Board. Because uh, it doesn't look good if you've got a you know, big gaping hole. Uh, but yeah, they've got, you know, they've got an outside chance, I'd say, like most of the teams. <laughs> this is such such a pointless preview, isn't it? That's good. Yeah, everyone's yeah. got a chance, to be honest. They just haven't got uh, you know, a hugely impressive side at the moment player for player you know if you were to do and you, um, you i'm sure you've already done this if you're to make a composite 11 of australia and you know composite 11s of australia and every other team in the competition up all night doing that last night. <laughs> very rarely i think would you get you know would you would you come across a team that australia would have more players in that composite 11 so you're saying if it was you know australia and australia yeah exactly yeah and i expect maybe you might do that for me for next <laughs> you, week you want me to do that but you know they just don't you know shane watson is as good as they come. Arguably the best <laughs> Arguably. 2020 cricketer in the world. Yeah, Warner, when he comes off, is very, very good. But 
And then there are other good players, you know, you know some of the other players. Yeah. There are Bailey, etc. I think it's fairly useful hussy. But then again, you know, there's Dan Christian's hanging around there, <laughs> so that's a problem. Well, I think their batting is pretty decent. You know, a top order of Warner, Watson, hussy, hussy. That is very good, and so there's every reason to think that on their day. Australia can post very big scores. But it's just the case that um, they simply don't have as good a team as a lot of the other countries. They've got this new kid, Glenn Maxwell, who everyone's very excited about. Um, and he scored a, a unbeaten half-century to win a one-day international the other day against Pakistan. And he's an exciting prospect. They've got another very exciting young prospect called Brad Hogg, um, <laughs> who's come out of retirement. You know, they've got some good players there. I know I know a lot of Australian fans are quite unhappy with the choice of George Bailey as captain. Um, he scored some runs in the dead rubber against Pakistan the other day, but uh, that was really his first major contribution with the bat since taking over. So he's got a lot to prove in this tournament. But they will probably do very well because they're Australia, and that's just what happens. I think both of them once said you could go down Bondi and round up 11 guys, and they'd, they'd be a very good test side. Well, absolutely, yeah. So. I mean, that. They're gonna they're gonna do all right here. Like South Africa, I think they're gonna get knocked out in the Super Eights because they're in a very tough Super Eight group. Well, I think their group, you know, the, the, the Group B, Australia, West Indies, Ireland. That's a group that all three of those teams are going to be thinking, hey, you know, we've got a very good chance of getting out of this group. So in that sense, you know, Australia, I think will feel, you know, we, you know, we can get, we can really build some nice momentum into this tournament. You know, we don't have to face kind of monster uh, side early on. But likewise, Ireland and West Indies will probably fancy themselves to beat them. So Yeah, what you've done there is just in a much longer roundabout way <laughs> articulated what, what you'd already said. said. But slightly yeah. different slightly different nuance, uh, kind of nuance point there being that uh uh what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant tonight. This is great. Well finally let's uh let's come to West Indies, um who a lot of people are tipping as one of the favourites. Are you one of those people, Tane? Uh No. <laughs> right. Because we've got there already. Bluntly. Uh, you know, again, no reason why they couldn't put a run together. Fairly obvious uh, point to make, but, you know, Chris Gale is probably the best 2020 batsman in the world. Arguably. In 2020 history, in the history of the game, he's Arguably, probably the greatest yeah. batsman. I'll be watching a lot of this this competition, but if there's one thing I'll definitely be watching, you know, if was, I'll be watching every moment of Gale at the crease. Because he's just astonishing. Well, and he's not the only one, I think, in that he's team. He's not they, the only they, one. They do have some of the most exciting and dangerous and effective 2020 players on the circuit, as well as Gale. There's Kyron Pollard, Sunil Narayan. You know, if, if if just those three have good tournaments, you'd imagine that West Indies are going to go pretty far. And, you know, in the past, West Indies have always had star players, but this time they've got good support from the players around them, I think, as well. You know, there's the Brothers Bravo, uh, Andre Russell, Dwayne Smith, Darren Sammy, who I think, I think his bowling could be very effective on uh, on these pitches. The question, as always, is can they put it all together? Uh, they did it in 2004 with the Champions Trophy, but that's it in recent years. You know, again, if they can find a way into the semi-finals, they can certainly win two games in a row, and they've got the easier Super 8 draw. I expect them to have a really good tournament, I'm not predicting that they'll get to the semi-finals, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. And that's the end. That's the last of the big eight teams. I'm out of breath after all that, Tony. Is, it, is anyone four? still listening, do you think? <laughs> I hope so. I seriously hope so. Well, they saying you know, that, I think I, I, I do think that quite a lot of people listen to us when they're going to sleep. Yeah, they would have dropped off by yeah, now. Because we'll just be polluting their dreams. That's actually what I do, that I listen not to us. I listen to other podcasts. Yeah. Because I'm not that self-involved. <laughs> I listen to the World Cricket Show when I go to sleep. Listen to other podcasts. Although I have lately, I've, I've downloaded this app. I may have mentioned this to you, this quick sleep app. You've, you've played me some of the yeah, just pl- stuff. You, you can play sounds like It's very new age. Rain. Uh, I don't know why you don't want to hear rain. Wind. Well, there's some great ones. Let me find some. Oh, don't so I, I play it in addition to the podcast. So <laughs> no way. It, yeah, because they play because <laughs> you can play both at the same time. Yeah. So I don't think that's quite how you know the people <laughs> intended it to be to be heard. There's you know like over the top of a thunderstorm or what are some of the ones? Because like there's rain, there's thunderstorm, waves. You know, fairly normal stuff. But then as you go through, whale. Train, dolphin. No, just how, how would that get so you to sleep? Also, you'd wake up like twenty minutes later. You're like, shit, there's a dolphin in but the room. But the further down you go, it gets more ridiculous. Monastery. <laughs> <laughs> I like that because presumably a lot of these, it's like uh, 
with a lot of these, it's like, oh, yeah, because that would sort of remind me of things. Remind me of that time when I was a kid when I was drifting off to sleep at a monastery. At a monastery, yeah. My favourite one, I, I've said to a few people uh, you know, about this and sort of gone through some of the sounds. I was like, you know, there's some standard ones. There's rain, thunderstorm, waves, fire. People are like, fire? <laughs> like, it's a campfire, yeah. not like, help! Yeah, like a roaring... Help! Jesus, God, get us out of here. Well, I've started using the new, well, not that new now, but the the, pod, the Apple Podcasts app. What the Apple Podcasts app does uh, is play, you play a podcast and it'll just play, keep playing them and it'll just go down your list forever. So I've woken up at like 4.30 in the morning <laughs> and it's been playing like a four-week-old episode or five-week-old episode or longer of Football Weekly <laughs> and I've just been thoroughly confused. Yeah, yeah just really I've done that creepy. Yeah. You wake up having really bizarre dreams about like all the week's latest film releases <laughs> and then you, you realise you're listening to Mark Hermode. We're giving free plugs to some of our competitors here, Tone. Yeah, Should well, be doing that. when they start to work cricket, then we'll, we'll stop the plugs. Um, we'll pull the plug. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, it's getting late. Oh. Um, yeah, so anyway, after all of that preview, we've essentially reached the conclusion that anyone can win it. If you're listening in Bangladesh, Ireland, Afghanistan, we've, we've briefly mentioned Zimbabwe. Uh, yeah, we haven't really mentioned them, have we? Quick roundup, Bangladesh, tough group. Zimbabwe, we've mentioned. Ireland got a good chance. And Afghanistan, great story. Still a great story. Always Was, will be a always great story. Be. But yeah, as for the, the big eight sides, I think you can make a pretty convincing case for any of them to win. You know, Pakistan have probably the best bowling attack. India have probably the best batting lineup. South Africa have probably the best all-round team. Sri Lanka are at home. West Indies have, you know, maybe the most dangerous individuals. England are the defending champions. New Zealand can be anyone on their day, and Australia are Australia. So if you're a fan of any of those teams... Uh, you should be feeling relatively confident. And that certainly makes this tournament an exciting prospect, wouldn't you say? Very exciting. And this might be the most open tournament we've had. It is, it is very, very open. But if we can recap what we've predicted, you're going for a, a semi-final lineup of, remind me. I'm going, well, I'm going to go Sri Lanka, India, Pakistan, New Zealand. And your finalists? Pakistan. And I'm going to say New Zealand. I'm just going to throw them in there. And I've just realised that I only predicted three semi-finalists. I don't know what I'm expecting to happen. <laughs> and having just made a big point of saying that I didn't think the West Indies were going to get to the semi-final, what I'm going to do now is reverse track and say that my four semi-finalists are going to be Sri Lanka, India, Pakistan and the West Indies with a final of Pakistan versus Sri Lanka. A repeat of the 2009 final. If Pakistan don't get to the final, we're both looking pretty stupid. Where? Well, that's about it for the World Cricket Show this week. You had a good one, Tane? Uh, I've really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, it only gets better next week, doesn't it? That's where the real fun begins. Tonight's been really fun, but next week's going to be unbelievable. In the throes of the World 2020. People are probably baffled and perhaps even a little angry uh, that we've got all the way to the end of an episode without informing them of how we're getting on with our bodyboarding. I'd ask you how you're doing, Tane, but I don't want to embarrass you because uh, you had an absolute shocker out there the other night. You're out there in the waves. You, I don't think I saw you get one. Well, we were I out mean, there for I, about I an hour. Few, let's be fair, but I did. I, you know, I really feel like I let the fans down that night. I kept every time I got a wave, I kept looking across to see whether you were there as well, and you never were. You just weren't there, Tony. <laughs> what happened? Well, I've put a lot of muscle over the summer, <laughs> and I think I need a bigger mm. board. I need a bit more purchase on the wave. I just don't think you've got a bodyboarding brain. This is the conclusion well, that think, I'm increasingly coming to. You know, I'm going to go away in the winter and really just hone my technique and come back next These summer. Are all words, Tane. All empty, just empty, meaningless words. Bigger waves. You've got to deliver. You've got bigger to deliver thrills. where it counts. Out, out <laughs> in the waves. There actually hasn't been that much surf it's lately, has rubbish, there? There's, yeah. there's not been much at all. Uh, but, you know, the waves should be rolling in again soon. We get the autumn swells coming, don't we? September is rapidly becoming one of my favourite months of the year. Let's not talk about this. Why not? I'm bored already, Adam. <laughs> yeah, we did have this conversation the other day <laughs> yeah. about what favourite months of the year were. <laughs> when I realised I started listing my favourite months, I was like, I think, uh, you know, my favourite month is probably June, then July, then probably September in at number three. And <laughs> I realised that you and our friend Patrick, who was also there, had just started having another conversation <laughs> and I was going all the way yeah. to the end. October probably comes <laughs> in at number nine. Then we go April. <laughs> like, it was remarkable. We tuned out after Yeah, like you were just talking about like WWF seconds. or something. Yeah, right? something much more interesting. <laughs> Tune back in, I was still like... <laughs> you know, J January's near the bottom. Anyway, if you like the show, then you're all right in my book. 
Uh, and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cricket show. Click the like button. And there's also a button uh, to suggest it to your friends. Uh, it's called suggest it to your friends, I think, is the, uh, the label on it. Get them to have a listen. Suggesting uh, your favourite podcast's Facebook page to your friends is the new lending them like a great album that you've discovered. You know, they're going to think you're cool. They're going to think like, wow, this guy's really switched on. All this girl. It's really interesting like, that you say that because hip. Annoyingly, I think that uh, podcasts are almost unique amongst things that people, you know, obviously listen to them on their own, and it's like a real solitary thing, isn't it? Certainly, I know that in the past, if I find a podcast that I like. It's kind of tempting to just like, oh, I'm going to keep this to myself. But from our perspective, we'd really like it if you didn't do that. Yeah, don't If you do did that. tell your friends don't about it. It's such a goofball. Because uh, it does, you know, just let people know. Get them all listening. Get them all joining in on this. It's good to spread the word. This wonderful thing that we've got going here. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter as well at twitter.com slash cricket show. Follow Tony I... as well at Tony Cabert. I'm tweeting my face off during the World 2020. <laughs> T-O-N-Y-C-V-R-R. Leave us a review on iTunes as well. We do really appreciate all of those. Send us an email as well, uh, worldcricketshow at gmail.com. Do that if you'd like some free World Cricket Show stickers. And if you would direct your web browser to www.cricketshow.net, you can order your World Cricket Show t-shirt there for just £15, including free worldwide shipping. And the most important thing of all at the moment, of course, is the World Cricket Show World 2020 Fantasy Mini League. If you join up on the Crick Info game, uh, the league is imaginatively called World Cricket Show and the pin is 1390. Yeah. People are going nuts over it. One thing I'd have to say about it is you know, the World 2020 is hugely wide open. Uh, you know, anyone could win it. Yeah. Not true about the fancy game, <laughs> I don't think. There's only one, there's only one team. It's a clear favourite. The Bayfield, the Bayfield Slayers. Slayers, yeah. Oh, you, you, you really got to be careful. <laughs> You've really got to be careful with what you're saying. I'm slightly concerned. I've, I've backed myself into a corner now that I've just got to trap my way out of. If you don't beat me, it's going to be quite a climb down for you. Massive concern I've got at the moment is that I'm away uh, Thursday to Sunday next week at a wedding in the UK, in the mainland. Part of the reason why I need, I'm on an emergency health kick because I'm slightly concerned that I'm not going to get into my dinner suit <laughs> for that, which I have to wear. But yeah, I'm going to have to be very disciplined about eschewing social occasions in favour of getting my head down and looking at the stats <laughs> and looking at the, you know, looking at the team news. God, it's a full-time job, this fancy stuff. It's like that film Moneyball. So many statistics. Well, I've got, yeah, I've got Dave Brailsford coming down to meet me. We're going to chat through some marginal gains and all that. I've got Aaron Sorkin coming down to meet me uh, to, <laughs> to discuss writing the script, <laughs> making the movie of this one. Uh, well, as you can tell... Karen Brailsford versus Sorkin and Bayfield. <laughs> what, what a matchup that's going to be. We're not playing, like, doubles tennis or something. <laughs> That'll be the best doubles... <laughs> kind of tennis ever wouldn't it wouldn't it just well as you can tell we're all getting very excited about this i'm almost as excited as andy murray was when he won the us <laughs> Open. just sort of looking uh, for your watch just sort of scratching, scratching it's in the black head. bag adam <laughs> it's hard out there you know morrison's um anyway we will be back next week how are we going to work it during the world 2020 team we, we should discuss this off air i think we're going to do slightly more frequent than normal it's going to be more than one a week are we saying not every day you wanted to do every day i said no one wants that yeah just keep your eyes on the internet and uh it'll all be there but that is it for us for this world 2020 preview special thanks for your help tonight tone you really helped me out stay in school everybody and we'll see you next time Bye for now. Bye bye. It happens to us all. It happens to us all. Each day, each year, yeah, yeah. Not to smell your fear. Ba da da ba ba. Ba da da ba ba. To my cup, sunshine. Ten, <laughs> nine, eight, seven. It's a Euro 2012 yeah. gag. It's a gag from the summer. <laughs> what do you think about that, Shane? 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.